it's so good. And it even made me so I, going back to my murder stuff. So <laughs> I've always been very hesitant about going on a cruise because it's a really great place to get murdered and like an open mm. sea. There's a lot of different rules around jurisdiction if anyone follows true crime. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about it once while reading this. That's how good the story was. I wasn't like, <laughs> oh, well, Nikolai, I mean, he might push her over the edge and then there's no jurisdiction there. Right. Um, <laughs> That sounds so ridiculous, but I totally get it. Like, that is high praise. Yeah, I didn't think about the murder opportunities once on the cruise, (laughs) which all my friends listening to this, because you will be, um, you know that I talk about murderers on cruises probably far more than the average person. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Same Page. If you don't already know me, I'm your host, Jenna Clausen, lover of books, sympathizer of book-to-movie adaptations, and owner of an embarrassingly long TBR list. Each month, I'll be bringing on a bookish friend or two to discuss some of our current and favorite books, as well as a few recent binge-watches, and to share in a buddy read. Grab a drink, join the discussion, and let's find out if we're on the same page. Trigger warnings for the book that we'll be discussing in today's episode include loss of a parent due to illness, abusive relationships, and general themes of the patriarchy. Please keep that in mind while you're listening and if you read the book. My guest today is my friend Ariana, although she's better known on Bookstagram as Ariana Reads. In addition to her almost two years and 5,000 followers there, Ariana leads the Read Can Lit Book Club, where readers from across the globe get together each month to read and discuss books of all genres written by Canadian authors. You can find all of her social media information, as well as where to follow her, down in the show notes. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for coming back for a second week. For our book discussion. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I haven't fully scared anyone away after the first episode yet. I'm waiting for one day someone's gonna say, you know what, this was fun. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all have fun with that. So anyone listening, we have Miss Ariana back again today. Very excited. And we are uh, going to be discussing shipped And before I get a little bit, (laughs) she has her uh, Kindle, Uh, before I go and give the publication info again, like I did last week, do you want to start us off with what you're drinking? Absolutely. So I am drinking a nice glass of Prosecco. Oh my gosh, Um, fancy. Look at that glass. I decided to go all fancy with one of my favorite special occasion glasses. It is Um, so pretty. (laughs) It was an engagement gift. So it is a very nice glass. Um, I love it. It makes the Prosecco taste more delicious. Um, so I figured <laughs> we have a nice bubbly, happy book. And I figured I'd pair it up with a nice bubbly beverage. I love that. I did warn her. I was like, by the way, I'm going for an adult bevy today. <laughs> so um, I have rosé. I I'm also using one of my favorite glasses, actually. It's not like one of my big, super fancy glasses, but um, do you know Caitlin 
uh, the at Stack Shelf. Yes. I could not think of what her, uh, her name. Instagram <laughs> username was for a second. Uh, she and her husband are like best friends with my husband. And so when they were in Texas, we did a wine tasting with them and went to this winery. And so I have one of the glasses from the winery. Love that. Yeah. It's one of my faves. Oh, you're frozen. I know. I've lost you. I'm having... uh, I saw the wine glass and then (laughs) I'm not responding. Our glasses were so good and so fancy. We, we broke the Zoom call. All right. I'll try that again. <laughs> I only do this for a living. You think my computer would work? Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's okay. For the person who is in charge of the podcast and the recording and the editing of the podcast, my computer really does not like doing things related to video. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe some... Uh, Early on technical difficulties means everything else will be really smooth. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So jumping back into it, we have our drinks. So let's talk rom-coms. We, again, show it here, are talking about Shipped by Andy or Angie. (laughs) Goodness, my brain. I I swear, I haven't even had any of my wine yet. Uh, By (laughs) Angie Hockman. Publisher is Gallery Books, copyright year 2021, and the paperback copy I have is 321 pages. And this one, just really quickly read the back cover again. It says, between classes for her MBA and her job at a cruise line, marketing manager Henley Evans barely has time for herself. But when she's shortlisted for her dream promotion, all her sacrifices finally seem worth it. The only problem? Graham Crawford Collins, which is very hard to say in my head. It sound, it's like a tongue twister for me for some reason. Graham Crawford Collins, the off-site social media manager and the bane of her existence, is also up for the promotion. Although they've never met in person, their epic email battles are the stuff of legend. Their boss tasks each of them with drafting a proposal on boosting bookings in the Galapagos. Best proposal wins the promotion. There's just one catch. They have to go on a company cruise to the Galapagos Islands together. Bom, bom, bom. But when they meet on the ship, Henley is shocked to discover that Graham is nothing like she imagined. And soon the line between liking and loathing is thinner than a postcard. With her career dreams in sight and a growing attraction to the competition, Henley begins questioning her life choices. Because what's the point of working all the time if you never actually live? This book was so cute. Um, <laughs> really quickly, I know you, I just threw my pencil on the, on the floor. <laughs> I'm just a hot mess express today. Um, I know you did kind of in depth last week. Do you want to give us a like Sparks Notes version again of why you chose this one? Yeah, I was in the mood for a rom-com being February in the month of love. I loved the- them with strong female characters. Mm -hmm. The marketing manager connected to me on a personal level, career-wise, and I love the fact that I had travel involved in it, too, um, because we're not traveling anywhere. We just all the travel (laughs) stories that we can. So it just hit those rom-com buttons for me, and it was exactly what I was in the mood for. I was telling my husband about it, and he just goes, oh my gosh, how is this not a Hallmark movie? 
yet. It needs to be a movie. Right? It would be so cute. I would totally watch it, and I would make my husband watch it, and he would love it. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for a cheesy Hallmark movie. Love them. Can't get enough. (laughs) They're just so good. And again, kind of like we were saying last week, it's such a nice break from the murder documentaries every once in a while. (laughs) Throw in just like a really cheesy rom-com. Although I did not end up watching Clueless last week, and I still want to. So I may make my husband watch Clueless later. (laughs) I didn't either. I started behind her eyes, so more murder. (laughs) I've heard that that is really good. I I feel like I need to not watch it until I read the book, though, because the book is on my list. Yes. So I'm trying to... That one and uh, what's it called? Uh, Firefly Lane. I'm like, no, I haven't read the book. I'm not going to watch it yet. <laughs> trying, to, trying to put my foot down. Anyway, the book that we are talking about this week. So overall, what were your thoughts? Did you love it as much as you were hoping to? I totally did. It was exactly what I was in the mood for, and it hit all the marks, and I just enjoyed it from beginning to end. Yeah. A total win for me. I did, too. So I... Last week, we were talking about binge-worthy reads. I binged this book. I read this book in two sittings. Uh, It was just so cute. And I was talking to my husband about it. um, And when we talk about the ending a little bit later in the episode, I'll talk kind of about why. But I had... The first day that I was reading it, I read two-thirds of it. So I read to like 215, 220 or something. Um, And so I only had 100 pages left, and my husband was talking to me about it before he was going to go run errands, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's super cute, blah, 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 this is kind of what's happening, I'm really enjoying it, and then that was it, that was the end of the discussion. And then he came home and was trying to talk to me, and I was in the last, like, 40 pages, probably, and I kept yelling at him, and I'm like, I need you to leave me the fuck alone right now. (laughs) Like, you do not understand. He was like, okay, you did not have the strong of feelings uh, when I left. I'm like, I'm sorry, but the last hundred pages really did it for me. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the end, and again, we'll talk more about the ending, but I feel like it took it up a level. It did. And it added that substance. It added that. It was so um, good. I won't give away because I know we're going to talk about my favorite (laughs) scene, which is in the ending. Well, not the very end, but in that latter yeah. half and it I, just took oh, it I could not and choose. elevated I wrote it. down like four or five favorite scenes <laughs> it was hard but I did it, narrow yeah. I kept on going back to one so that's the one I'll talk about but that's fair yeah one of mine is right close to the end too well two two of mine are pretty close to the end um so yeah we will <laughs> do our best it seems like we're both pretty excited to get to the ending so we will try it's possible we won't make it but we will try to save most of that for closer to the end um, do you want to start with, was there anything that like surprised you about the book or was like, oh, this, I wasn't expecting this. This is so nice or anything like that. Um, I wasn't expecting it to have as much girl power as it did. And I loved that. Yes. Um, I told like, I mean, I just, yeah. Cause normally so I kind of going back to the ending, but normally you find a lot of the times that uh, the women get saved. Mm-hmm. And in this time, and especially Saved in these, herself. like, really fun, kind of cheesy rom-com type stories. Yeah. It's a lot of someone coming in and saving the day. 
And they even make a joke about that near the end. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So we, we need to get into this. <laughs> and I also wasn't um, expecting the tie-in to the environment yeah. and giving back and the whole CSR element there. So that was a pleasant surprise. I knew we were getting travel, but I didn't know we mm-hmm. were going to get that exploration of uh, elevating that ecotourism and making yeah. sure that we're being sustainable when we're doing things, which I thought was a really unique take on the cruise ship industry, which is a big resource drain. Yeah, that surprised me a lot too. And I I really liked that. Um, It's one of those things where, like you said, she's traveling, she's on a cruise ship, she works for the cruise company. Like it would have been very easy for her to include it as far as like connecting it to the story, but it also would have been much easier for her not to include. And that's, would have more likely been the case. So I liked that a lot too. Um, For me, I did not know that it took, I mean, mostly takes place on the cruise, but her like hometown is Seattle. And I didn't know that. And so that was just like very fun for me. I I love, uh, I mean, it's kind of, I guess, like you're watching a movie and it's set in your city and you're like, oh my gosh, I I used to go to that corner store, you know, whatever. Um, Reading books that are set in Seattle are just very, very close to my heart. Um, And especially, I've been feeling a little homesick, so that was a really nice surprise for me. Uh, And then the bigger one was her sister being such a big part of the story. Yeah. She's not mentioned at all in the back cover, not even as a side leg. And with her sister in town causing mischief, this is a bad time for this cruise or anything like that. She's not mentioned at all. And so it was just really sweet. I loved their relationship a lot. Oh, especially as it builds. I know. When she realizes at the end. Sorry, keep uh, going back to the end. I know. Um, that last I also- <laughs> hundred pages was just, it was so good. So good. And for some reason, I don't know if it's the name, and I made this up completely in my head, um, <laughs> but maybe also because of whole rom-com conventions, I was expecting Graham to be English for some reason. I think it's the double <laughs> fancy last name. Yeah. The, Nowhere like, did it say any... last names, and Graham is, <laughs> yeah. like, at least in my head, very British. That might just be because of the holiday, now that I think about it. <laughs> But absolutely nowhere in any promotions or <laughs> any reviews did anyone mention that. That was completely all in my head. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I guess I, I kind of, in the first few chapters, kind of imagined him as this kind of posh Very stuffy. Guy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he is not. Spoiler no. alert. And I, so, I loved who he was, but I just right. made this up in my head going into it. <laughs> um, so do you want to start us off with who your favorite character was okay I'm not gonna be super original I loved Henley I did too. she was my favorite I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the obvious but I she, I mean it's hard arc, not to fall in love not. with yeah. the hero of a book that you enjoy you know and she didn't annoy me the way a lot of sometimes female <laughs> protagonists can, where you want to shake them on the head. I feel like she was good at shaking herself on, and yeah. saying, okay, wait a second. <laughs> you made up the fact that Graham is horrible in your head. Like I made up the fact that he was English. Um, <laughs> and she was able to talk through those processes herself, mm-hmm. uh, where I find sometimes 
as a reader, I'm the one saying, clue in, clue in. She right. was able Pay to do that. Pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah. Like, like when she that. actually went and found out whether he'd gotten a new phone or not. Oh, my gosh. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that because it was so in character for her because she did right. that proof. It's like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I am making this up, but yeah. I'm, I want real proof that so he may have had technical difficulties like we did earlier. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, we're just keeping on theme with the book. Totally. The uh, jump into the story a little bit here. Basically, the beginning is what you would expect. She finds out she's up for this promotion. So is this guy that she hates. Um, and they have this really, like, sassy banter moment yeah. over, uh, like, their in-work messaging thing. And uh, then her sister shows up, and she's like, oh, my gosh, my sister's a hot mess. Why are you here? I have to go on this cruise. This is terrible. Um, her boss is a dick and is, yeah. like, is always sweethearting her and talking over her in meetings. We will get to him when we talk about oh, the yeah. ending, too. But even at this point, I... <laughs> turned to my husband and I was like her boss just called her sweetheart in a meeting and I want to punch something <laughs> like I and was so had, mad and he had Graham on speakerphone without telling yes. her well oh. he's laying out all of those thi- oh my god and so he's I mean, like yeah you're up for the promotion sweetheart gross words uh but also, don't worry your pretty little head or, like, don't get too focused on her or whatever terrible things he was saying. And then she heard a sound and it turned out Graham had been on speakerphone the whole time. And he didn't announce himself. And the James, the boss, didn't say that he was there. It was gross. Yeah. Um, and then getting into what you were saying, the reason that she first started this, like, hatred for Graham is because he works remotely and so he's always in their work meetings um either by like Skype or Zoom or just on speakerphone and, <laughs> and one of these meetings basically she had put a video together for him to post on the social media and then it went viral and in this meeting James the boss was like, wow, Graham, you did so good on that. Henley, you should take initiative like Graham did. And he didn't say anything. There was a pause, and then he said thank you. And so this whole time, she's like, he took uh, credit for my viral video, and he never says thank you in his emails. He's a jerk. <laughs> I I had to laugh at part of that because <laughs> I – so I've always worked in very corporate environments, um, and actually within the hospital – I'm an event planner so a little and mark and a marketer so a little bit of this connected back to me personally as well um but I was also told at my first job not to send thank you emails ever just for the sake if 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 you you can say thank you in an email but never send an email that just says thank you because you're just clogging up an inbox so I thought about that's funny I mean that makes sense I guess Um, (laughs) kind of unrelated um (laughs) <laughs> but I also love the fact that she was in this bit. He was her big nemesis. It was this giant war 
but it was totally one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, all the movies or whatever when it's like, we were rivals in high school and the other person's like, we were? Who are you? <laughs> I'm so weird. I was not aware of this uh, big tension that we had. Um, but then once they're on the cruise and no spoiler here, they start wanting to smooch and like they keep, uh, they find each other very charming. Uh, he's like, oh my God, why do you hate me so much? I do not know what I did to you. And she tells him this story about the meeting and him taking credit for her work. And he goes, oh my gosh, was it within the first month or two of me working there? And she goes, um, yeah, it was. And he goes, okay, my phone didn't work. And so I didn't hear a thing he said. And should I have said that I didn't hear him? Probably, but I didn't. And then I got a new phone later so I could actually hear people. And yeah, she reaches out to one of her friends back in the office and was like, hey, totally unrelated to anything, but I need you to reach out to someone in IT and see if Graham got a new phone two months after he started, which was so funny to me. I love it. Like you said, it just seemed so in character. And I was like, yeah, that's something I would want to do, but I wouldn't quite have the balls to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which was just so good for me. Um, for me, I also put Henley because she's so cool and she's so funny. Uh, and again, moments like that where I'm like, yeah, okay, that is something I would have wanted to do, but wouldn't have been brave enough to do. I just loved those moments. Um, but I also put Walsh, her sister. I just, I really like her in general, but then their relationship is just so good. And I, I had to include her. And I was not expecting, again, back to the end, I was not expecting all those layers with what Walsh was dealing with and how that connected to Henley's kind of insular focus on her career and where she was and just their their sister. I don't have a sister. I've always wanted one. I love you, brother, in case you're listening. (laughs) I told you to, but you probably won't. Um, (laughs) But that sister relationship has always been something so interesting to yeah, me. And me to too. That... I, I have two older brothers and I always wanted a sister. I was always trying to like claim their girlfriends as um, my sisters. And well, three. I have another sort of brother. A brother of my heart, not of my blood. Um, and he got married when I was pretty young. And so I've always been like, you are my sister now, and you just have to put up with it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and now my husband has sisters, so I'm like, yes! I'm like trying to collect Sold. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and how cool are their names? Henley and Walsh? I know we got I like know. the background on Henley's name, like Hen- Henley Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved it. They're They're cool without being obnoxious. Yeah, it's cool without seeming like their parents like, threw Scrabble tiles at the wall, and we're like, this is what it's going to be now. <laughs> they make sense. Um, yeah, we didn't really get that background with her. I'm really hoping there will be a second book about Walsh. I would love, because she's... I can't talk it without talking about the ending, but I would I love to see what happens. <laughs> we'll get there. Our love I, for Walsh <laughs> can we? Yeah, I would love to see her story. Oh, my gosh, so that good. scene when she does yoga. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I loved that. Excuse my like cackle. I loved that. Um, so going a little bit forward in the story, I'm just kind of gonna skim and give a spark notes version of the story here. They are on the cruise and they are feeling some feelings. And Walsh is being super flirty with Graham, which also, who wouldn't? He sounds like he's gorgeous. So um, dreamy. <laughs> and, and he's, like, so smart and charming, too. And I'm just like, ooh. Um, and so she's, like, getting her flirt on. And the whole time, Henley's, like, steaming. She's fuming about it. And she's like, you ruin everything. I should not have brought you. Sisters are the worst. <laughs> um, and it's just back and forth throughout the whole cruise. Basically, this will they, won't they end up getting together while they're on the cruise. Slight spoiler, I guess. They do, sort of. And yeah, the the yoga scene is so good. It's so at, good. At one point, they go on this hike to the beach to watch the sunrise if i'm remembering correctly maybe turtles too there's a lot about turtles yeah i I did learn i did learn more about turtles than i thought i would (laughs) going into the book it's true that again not on the back cover uh you heard it here first you will learn about sea turtles yeah they sound really cute i I want to see them um but they like take this sunrise hike to see the turtles at sunrise or whatever it is. Or otters. There's also a lot of sea otters. Lots of lots of yeah, nature. Yeah, like sea lions. Lots of nature. Sea lions. There you go. Um, <laughs> and she, you find out later she was trying to distract Graham so that he gets distracted from his proposal. Uh, and that Henley will then get the promotion, which is... Very nice of her. Kind of misguided, but very sweet. I did guess that that was what she was doing. Yeah, I did too. Um, uh, and I was, I'm glad I guessed it because then I wasn't angry or frustrated with her. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you would have been. Yeah. And I loved her too much for that. Um, and so one of, <laughs> one of her attempts to distract him is on this sunrise hike. She's like, well, yoga time. And she tears off her shirt and she has this cute little like sports bra <laughs> moment on. And she starts doing yoga on the beach. <laughs> and Graham starts taking pictures to post on the social media. And all the little old ladies on the cruise are like, we want to do that. And so they start <laughs> doing yoga with her. It was so very cute. cute. <laughs> Just be still my heart. I I loved all the little old people on the cruise. They were adorable. I know. Honorable he, mention goes to, what's his name, Nikolai? Yeah, the, Nikolai. I'm probably mispronouncing the <laughs> the Russian there. But, oh my gosh, he redeemed himself in the, in the end, of course. <laughs> in the end. Everything happens in the end. But the, this old Russian chiropractor... Uh, is on this cruise with one of his friends. (laughs) And he doesn't really play into the plot too, too much, so we won't go too deep, but... um, Yeah, it's kind of comic relief. (laughs) Yeah, but he he basically had just broken off his engagement. This was supposed to be his honeymoon. And so he uh, did not get married, and so he came on the honeymoon with one of his guy friends instead, which, love that journey for him. Um... (laughs) <laughs> nice tie in there with the <laughs> right but he spends the entire cruise just shamelessly flirting with Henley 
and it's just so cute. It's like when little kids flirt to me for some reason, just reading him flirting with her. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, he was never threatening. It was never no. crossed a line. It was... The dancing was a lot. <laughs> well, the... <laughs> the dancing was a lot. Uh, no, it was just... Yeah. Was... <laughs> but yeah, he was never, letter. like you said, threatening. He never yeah. came off as dangerous. He's just like... this little old man who was very lonely on his honeymoon and really wanted to get with Henley. And it was just so funny to me. Um, so, so did you, I know you said you kind of were coming back to one scene that was close to the end. Did you have any like honorable mentions, favorite scenes that weren't tied into the end? The whole book was a favorite scene. I did love when Graham talked about Thursdays being his meetings being his favorite. Because he got to he see looked her forward because he got to see her on the Zoom. I loved that oh, when they were on the boat. So I did charming. love the I did love the yoga scene. <laughs> um, I loved the scene where um, and I'm forgetting her character, but the curmudgeonly older woman on mm. the cruise Donna. who. Donna, who Graham charmed, of course, but yeah. hated Henley. She's like she was written in to be a Karen, basically, yeah. like a seven-year-old Karen. Karen on the cruise. <laughs> I loved when they did do the donations to help support the Galapagos Islands. That mm-hmm. she was pro it. That was like her little moment of redemption, mm-hmm. and that Henley was so worried that she was going to come complain, like, "How dare you do this." Yeah, and I we're already on this cruise. Why are we already you asking on this us cruise. for more money? <laughs> and I love too that scene with the when they were just it was just a tiny little throwaway. But when she was talking to the retired teacher who had saved up for so yeah. many years to be on I, that cruise, I kept really wanting her to come back in the book. I was really sad yeah. that she didn't. I would love to also hear her story. But I yeah. I really think that the author did a really great job at having that rom com. You have the stuff you want from it. Mm-hmm. She's also tackling some stuff in here. The mm-hmm. sexism. I mean, I want to get into Henley's previous experience at her work with her ex-boyfriend and how that helped shape yeah. her reaction to Graham. Go ahead. Sec- yeah, I would love yeah. for you to talk about that. So long story short, Henley dated someone at her previous job. Who, who was a jerk. Who was just an absolute ass. And he threw who under the bus and she got known as the girl who hooked up with somebody at work and felt and like she had no career. guess who didn't get stuck with Nothing that? on him. Him? Nothing on him. And I will add a little bit of personalness in here. Um, my fiance, I actually met at work. Oh, <laughs> um, it's nice so, when it works out. It's less nice it when, when they're a jerk. Um, <laughs> he's a gram. He's not a jerk. Um, <laughs> So I figure because you're you're still engaged to him. Yeah, we're still engaged. (laughs) Um, But the fact that he was like high five, awesome job, and she had to basically change jobs in order to have any potential career progression that was not attached to her sexuality. So gross. So gross, but so actually true. Yeah. In the world, and it's a reality. So I thought that was really interesting nuance, and that also 
shaped her hesitation to having a relationship with Graham because she wasn't just thinking about... Even once she was like, oh my gosh, he's a great guy. Like, he won't do anything but terrible what about like the this ex did. Yeah. But, yeah. And I made note of that, too. The whole time, her biggest... Like I said, even once she's not worried about Graham being a jerk at all, her biggest... Uh, like kind of taking a step back and being worried about this relationship is that she keeps saying, okay, but if we are in this relationship, I am the one that becomes the person sleeping with someone at work. Yep. That is Not never him. stuck with the guy. Like it's never, oh, but you, you slept with that one uh, manager or you slept with that one secretary. So I don't know that we can trust you. It's the like getting high fived in the break room versus getting the weird looks for quote-unquote hooking up with someone at work. Yep. I've seen it happen so many times. It's disgusting. Yeah. I have too. I really liked liked how she carried that through. Mm -hmm. And that was... Even in the end. Even in the end. And that Henley didn't just fall in love and forget who she was and the fact that she is Mm career-driven and that this was important to her. She didn't just get hard eye emoji for Graham <laughs> and then forget everything. Which would she, be easy to do. Again, totally easy to do. Dreamy. Yeah. No matter what it is, every industry, there's a version of you will be stuck based on your relationship with men, whether it's you are in a romantic relationship or, oh, you're uh, this person's little sister. That's so cute. It's nice to meet you or who your parents are, you know, whatever. It's yep. so it's frustrating. There. It's so frustrating. So I thought she tackled the whole sexism in the workplace so well mm-hmm. while keeping it true to the character. I and think keeping she had, it light, too. And keeping like, it light. You yeah, could tell this is a that it was com. important to her, but it wasn't, she wasn't like screaming about it yeah, and making it, d- it uncomfortable for Henley. Of course, exactly. And it wasn't, she didn't put anyone on a pedestal. There was no great moment of like big monologue or anything it flowed and it came together and it it peaked in a very natural way for me yeah and a great way uh and it was really good I yeah I didn't feel like there were any parts of this story that I was like that would not even remotely happen in real life which sometimes you read your A Court of Thorns and Roses or you read your, you know, whatever, uh, like Bridgerton crazy stories that are just unrealistic, but you love that about them. But every once in a while, it's nice to read a book where there's a happy ending, but it's a happy ending that seems like it could happen. Yeah. A couple of my favorite scenes as we kind of go on through the story here uh, there is a scene when they are snorkeling. And this was just kind of an oh, honorable yes, mention yes, for yes. me, but it was so cute. So this scene had everything. So she is afraid of the water, basically, and being submerged in water. This wine is giving me hiccups. Um, <laughs> cut her off. She's drunk um, because of an incident when she was younger. And so it has him like being a rock for her and helping her feel comfortable it has cute sea lions like little baby sea lions underneath them 
it has some tense moments because they see a shark and it's like, is it going to come after us or is it going to swim away? We don't know. It has an almost first kiss. Like it is, ooh, this scene had everything that I could possibly want in a scene. This is the one that if this book was a movie, this would be like one of the I was just thinking about it being a movie. Yeah, it would be, (laughs) oh my God. Yeah, this this needs to be made a movie. We have to start a campaign on that. Okay, I'm I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) I think it, it has to. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing it already. We'll tag the author in it. Be like, girl, <laughs> we, we need you on this. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a great scene. It's so good. And like, I don't need to go too far into it, but it's just all those points are just they're, they're so good. And it, it was just really cute. Uh, what happened right after that? A little bit less cute. It was, it was, it was kind of sad. But that scene, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um. And then the, I have two more that aren't like, I'm kind of considering the ending for the most part once they get off of the cruise. So I have two more that take place during the cruise. Okay, good. Because my, my other one is post-cruise. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I can probably guess which one it is. Uh, and it, it might be, if I'm, it's, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's one of mine too. Um, so just really quickly, the other two where they go to, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Floriana, Floriana, uh, which is a little island, and they go to the Post Barrel. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. This was another thing where my husband was like, how are there not, like, five Hallmark movies written about this place? And I looked it up. It's a real place. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be, and I was, like, tearing up reading about it on the Wikipedia page because I expected it to just be this really sweet like made up moment for the book but it's a real place and I loved it so much so basically on this little island in the Galapagos there is this old wooden barrel uh that originated from whaling and all of the sailors like coming and going and people will like put letters and postcards and stuff in the barrel and it's basically Uh, labeled as a post office without having to use postage and so when you go you can drop off your mail and you find a letter or two that is going somewhere near you and they're all hand delivered oh my gosh it's so beautiful and it's like makes me want to go there just so I can leave and take a letter I told my husband we have to go there I was like I the Galapagos has always sounded beautiful, so I would never have been against going. But I'm like, now I have to go because I need to go see this barrel and I need to deliver some mail. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Um, so before I talk about my next scene, because this happens in between these two scenes, do you want to talk a little bit about what she ends up doing for her proposal and the donations and everything? Yeah, so this was what was really surprising to me uh, was that she ended up doing a whole ecotourism pitch where they're getting donations from the cruise attendees, cruisers, to... Cruise guests? Guests, yeah, I guess guests makes sense. To give back (laughs) to the local environment to help sustain that. So she met with a team of scientists is the wrong word. I, I, I'm obviously showing my lack of um, 
ecological knowledge, but he was a scientific researcher. Researcher. So they were responsible for making sure that nothing is tainted in the Galapagos. Um, little throwaway scene was when Nikolai brought an apple onto a walk mm-hmm. and the tour guide was said, no, 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 no. You can't bring any food from the cruise into the natural environment. So they really showed the need to maintain. Which is something I never would have thought Never would have thought of. No. And I feel like I, I learned so much about that. Mm-hmm. And that was her pitch was that we can give back. We can do sustainable cruises that are contributing to the environment and research and growing the areas that we're going to. So it's not just fun and games, but it's giving back and it's making it's cheesy, the world a better place, but it is. And it was yeah. such a, it was such a success on the first cruise. That yeah, she I didn't them. write down the number, but the guests it was on like this 20, cruise alone gave, gave like 21 yeah, yeah. It was crazy. ridiculous. It was thousands and thousands of dollars. And then she wanted to take that and pivot it to their other areas with similar kind of geographical profiles. So looking at Hawaii, looking at Alaska, looking at how we can give back to those environments that are giving us this experience and this entertainment, but let's help them survive so that other people... And these places that aren't like anywhere else in the world. Nowhere like, If something happens to these places, there's nowhere else to get these experiences and see these animals or these exactly. plants. Exactly. Like the fact that an apple showing up on an island could change its future, that's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's reality, but something that we don't think about in North America very often. Like, you just... Right. It's very here and there. Yeah, and then it was she really cool. To, I yeah, felt like this book was so much. I like I learned so much from it and took so much more away from it than a romantic comedy, which I was not expecting at all. And I really loved that about it. Same with me. But it was the perfect balance. Like she delivered it in such a great way, where it felt natural to the story. It mm-hmm. wasn't in your face. It wasn't. Like, okay, and this is your very special moment now about what you need to be doing for the environment. This is your very special moment. It didn't feel like it was forced into the story at all. It just, it fit in perfectly with Henley and with her experience on the cruise and, you know, all that. It just really seemed like it made sense, which I liked. Me too. And one thing that I don't normally say when I'm looking at rom-coms, especially contemporary ones, is I'd actually love to know her research process, especially looking at the Galapagos. Yeah. Um, and how she learned that. Like, was it, did it come from personal experience or was it just this idea? So I'd love to learn more. So Angie, if you're listening. Right. Send this to, to our Instagram. <laughs> Be like, hey, we would love to pick your brain a little bit. Tell we'll do more. a special <laughs> part two episode. Uh Come on and talk about research and also about the characters, specifically Graham. Also, and which Walt. actor you see him being. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd love to know that. Who is your dream cast for Graham? We would like to know and swoon a little bit. I'm picturing Walsh as kind of a Blake Lively sort. That's who I was picturing really? too. Partially just because I love her and I want love her to her. be in a lot of things. Um. But yeah, That's she just I was seems picturing, so like, perfect for it. Yeah, I think she'd be perfect. And then the next scene that I wrote down actually has my favorite quote in it as well. So I'm going to do that, and then we'll see if you wrote one down. 
I did. Um, but mine is actually an early quote. Shocking. Oh, I love it. Well, do you want to do yours first? Sure. Let me just make sure that I'm quoting properly. So <laughs> I just felt like this quote really encompassed Henley mm. to a T. So I went back and forth a lot. It was not easy, but I ended up with an earlier quote. So all work and no play makes Henley a dull girl. Or it makes her your boss. I loved that. <laughs> And that was, again, one of the moments that I fell in love with her because you could easily, in that situation, if someone's saying it about you, you could easily be like, haha, yeah, I don't get out much. I get it. But she immediately was like, or it means I'm going to get this promotion and you're going to be working under me so you can stop being a dick to me now. <laughs> like, yeah. So good. Yeah. Such a like nice little moment. I loved it. It was just, they had so many little moments of sassy banter like that. We only like briefly touched on it, but their discussion over the messenger, like way in the beginning, (laughs) I don't remember what he sent her. Oh, it was uh, soon, I think. She was like, I need you to post this thing. You were supposed to post it yesterday. And he was like, yep, soon. And she was like, okay, that's a really relative term. I'm going to need you to define that for me. Thanks. And he he sent the uh, dictionary definition of soon, and he added an example at the bottom that said, when I get to it. And I was like, "Eh." (laughs) it was very good. It was so good. Yeah. That wasn't the quote I was talking about, but I just like, it was so good for me. Um, I just love, I love a sassy banter. It's one of my favorite things in a rom-com. It's why uh, enemies to lovers is one of my favorite tropes because it just like really lends itself to that. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. Um, so this scene, I don't know if you swooned as much as I did, but I was gone. And partially I was like, oh, this is something that my husband would have done and this is super cute. And so I was like swooning in that aspect, but like. I was tearing up a little bit reading the scene. So Walsh, being the firecracker that she is, is like, okay, so I talked to the cruise director and he agreed and we're going to do a lip sync battle on the cruise. (laughs) And this is when we were talking about the one moment that Nikolai may have kind of crossed the line a little bit. Uh, he, He decided to lip sync too sexy and i know it what was it it was either i'm too sexy or i'm sexy and i know it i don't know if it was like the rod stewart or the lmfao i feel like rod stewart seems more right if you think i'm sexy and i wanna it was upbeat though anyway he does this like really sexual sorry for anyone watching this yeah but he's like super inappropriately dancing at Henley at her table. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. She's trying to sink into the couch, which was so funny. Um, but, <laughs> but the next part is my that, second favorite scene. After that. This was the main one that I that I wrote down that wasn't like the finale, basically. Uh, so Graham who doesn't like talking in front of people like he uh I don't remember if he said it was like an anxiety thing or just like nervousness or whatever but he doesn't like talking in front of people decides 
to go up and lip sync to ABBA's Take a Take Chance, a chance on, on Me. And I am the biggest <laughs> ABBA fan ever. Oh, I'll be honest, I, I watched it. it's I've watched Mamma Mia in the past seven days so many times. for the love- 20 millionth time. I love Mamma Mia and I'm not even ashamed. I loved the sequel. The sequel was so fun. I just, I'm a fan. Fan. Uh, and he had been talking about his mom who passed away and Abba and was her favorite. Abba. Like when he was remembering happy memories and was like telling Henley about her. That was one of the first things he said was that she really loved Abba. And so already like so, so swoony. And then the quote that I wrote down is she obviously was swooning also because how would you not? I Yeah, how would you not? Um, and she's in her inner monologue kind of talking about him. And she says, he channels the enthusiasm of Tom Cruise and the carnality of Patrick Swayze. He's Jake Ryan, Patrick Verona, and Clark Kent rolled into one, Love. which was so good. I loved it. Like, love Jake Ryan. 16 Candles is a little problematic at times, <laughs> but like, just a little. Um, but Dirty like, Dancing Patrick is my Verona favorite. is, oof. We were talking about 10 Things I Hate About You last week because of yeah. how amazing it is and how perfect it is, honestly. And then Clark Kent with the dark hair and the chiseled features it just i loved that quote so much so swoon worthy yeah it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot but yours was kind of uh about henley like wrapping her up in a bow and mine was kind of about graham so yeah so i'll take it <laughs> love it love this energy <sighs> it was so good now i'm just thinking about it and i just i mm. And now I want to watch Mamma Mia. I don't think my husband would go for that quite as easily as he would go for Clueless. But the last time I watched it, Eric was not watching it with me, so I feel like I might have a Mamma Mia in. That'd be good. That'd be good. I believe in you. <laughs> and we, should, we should convince them to watch it tonight, and we'll like text each other, be like, "Oh my gosh, it's Look just so at good me now." <laughs> well, I, learn. I, don't I don't know how. how. I'll, let, I'll let you theater. It's so good. Uh, gosh, I want to do that show. It's so much fun. <laughs> I've seen it every time it comes to Toronto. I I see it. Um, so I've seen it three times live. Um, and yes, I do get up at the end and I dance and I sing you in have the finale. To. You have to. The last time that I saw it live was at, like, the big theater in Seattle. Um, and sometimes it'll have, like, touring typecasts, but for the most part it's uh, local but draws in really big names. And so the last time I saw Mamma Mia, I saw it with my mom, who somehow dragged my dad there. I don't know how that I happened. I took my dad for his birthday once. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, my he mom and I love it. My dad is not the biggest fan. I just, I'm not quite sure how he got talked into going to see Mamma Mia at the 5th. Um, but it was amazing. A person that I sort of know through theater, but is friends with my husband, was in it. Uh, but also, uh, Sam, the one that marries Donna in the end, uh, was, do you know the 
Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Yes. Uh, the prince from that was in it. And my mom and I were like, oh my God. <laughs> we like Love. lost our shit. We had zero cool by the end of it. Um, <laughs> and we we had a couple of drinks during intermission. So we were pleasantly tipsy. <laughs> as, I, I, as I do as well, especially my mommy. I think when I, my dad and I probably did at least a bottle of wine before and then wine there and then one intermission. But Mamma Mia begs to. you to have yeah, a little because it's a dance party. So you, you have to be just like not drunk, but pleasantly out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it doesn't help that this theater always has uh, themed beverages. Okay. So you I have to, to get there. at least one before the show to drink during act one and one during intermission to drink during act two. <laughs> We've taken a turn. But I love so Mamma Mia shift. so much. <laughs> I feel like we need to have a whole episode of Mamma Mia at this point. I know. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> we'll do like a special us watching Mamma Mia. Like, ha, 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 ha. Oh my gosh! Do like a live watch of Mamma Mia. A live I am stream. So on board for this. <laughs> There's been times where like I'll get up the couch and I'll like move things around. I need my dance space. Yes. Okay, so back to shift because anyway. I can ta- I can talk about musicals <laughs> probably for um, yeah back to the like don't even get me started on it. Rent or Hamilton or Chicago or yes. oh my gosh yes, yes. okay <laughs> oh before we get back to the book if anyone is down for like an Instagram live of us drinking wine and watching Mamma Mia let us know because now I want this very badly <laughs> I mean I think regardless of what the people say it needs to happen (laughs) i'm free uh next weekend (laughs) anyway this book was so good do you have any final thoughts before we go ham on the ending let's go ham okay i'm ready it was so good so let's start with the walsh stuff because that happens before they get off the cruise and it's more serious so that's Yeah. yeah and then we'll get into the more I mean, the stuff with her boss is really serious and shit. And can we too, talk about Barbara? We will absolutely talk about Barbara. I love Thank her you. so much. I love her. Um, okay. So just really quickly, Walsh finally by the end uh, gets pretty drunk and is saying, you know, you don't have to worry about me crashing on your couch anymore. I'm moving back to Boulder and I'm getting back together with this guy that I was dating. And this whole trip she has been getting some text messages from a contact labeled bad news bears which did crack me up a little bit (laughs) not like don't answer or avoid this number bad news bears just made me laugh um and henley has been trying to kind of get information from walsh about who is this if they're bad news why are you talking to them And it turns out that it's this boyfriend from Boulder who is now saying things like, uh, you know, come back and all will be forgiven. Like, you don't have to be there, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying things like, I love you and I miss having you around. We will be happy if just, like, stop talking back to me and, like, stop running away to Seattle and I'll it was take so care gross. of you. Yeah. You don't have to work. Oh, it was just, it's a 
an abusive relationship. Yeah. So it's already, you can tell, emotionally manipulative and abusive in that sense. Um, But she does confide in her sister that it has started getting more physically abusive as well, which just broke my heart. Um, And, oh gosh, heartbreaking. This honestly was even worse. They were talking about it and Henley was like, oh my God, Walsh, like why didn't you tell me about this? You could have come and stayed with me before now. Like you need to not go back to this. Why is this the first time I'm hearing about it? And Walsh basically says, like, I can never get a hold of you. You know, I wanted to tell you about it, but we really only ever text. And when we do, it's very short. Like, you're just so busy and I didn't want to bother you. And it was it was just so hard. <laughs> yeah, it was so hard. And I just, oh, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. I only cried a little bit while I was reading it. Only a little bit. Yeah, it was such a powerful moment. Such a, so powerful for Walsh and such a wake-up call for Henley. Yeah, which it really is. This moment basically turns things around for Henley. Like, everything changes from this moment. And I did, like, I just said that it was a wake-up call for Henley, but I love that in the moment, it was about Walsh. It wasn't about Henley. Yeah. And the author let Walsh have that moment and her say and oh yeah all the feels so good (sighs) I know and this again and later on like at the very end um Henley shows Walsh a job listing for Walsh's dream job on these cruise ships and I just would very much like a book about Walsh being a badass woman uh, exploring other relationships now that she's out of this one and, like, living her best life on cruise ships. Uh, I think it has to happen. It's so good. You're going to hear from us. I know. (laughs) I'm going to tag her uh, in the post about this episode. Be like, hey, girl. We... Have some questions. Join us. Please. Um, Oh, yeah. Woof. So good. So they get off the cruise, and she and Graham kind of had a falling out because (laughs) uh, he was in her room because they were, things were happening, and... Then Nikolai, this sweet old man. (laughs) This is a little comedy of errors. It was so well done. (laughs) Yeah, it was very that. Um, Or almost like a uh, a Scooby-Doo chase scene where everyone's like coming and going from different doors. Uh, So he comes and knocks on her door and is crying and is like, I just really have feelings for you. But also, I really miss my now ex-fiance, and you kind of look like her. And so I figure if you and I get together, maybe I won't miss her as much. And so Henry, or Henry, Henley lets him into her room and is basically like, Bud, you're very sweet. That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, you need to go back to her and 
tell her how you feel. Maybe leave out the part about flirting with another woman, the whole cruise, but everything else you should tell her. And I think that she will probably, like, not hate you afterwards. And it is against company policy for her to have this guest in her room. And the cruise director is knocking on her door. And so she shoves him in the bathroom where Graham is already hiding and they're like, why is he here? <laughs> Which was funny because it makes sense for Graham to be like, why the fuck is this guy being pushed into your bathroom? But at the same time, Nikolai is like, why is he here? And it's like, guy, you know that nothing was going to happen yeah. with you anyway. Um, and so she lets the cruise director into her room and they're talking and it seems like nothing bad is going to happen from this moment and then there's a noise in the bathroom and the cruise director it's that moment in all of the movies where he's like reaching for the doorknob and it goes to slow motion it's like is he gonna open it and then Graham comes out and puts his arm around her and is like hey I'm here we're sleeping together don't tell anyone <laughs> and she gets really mad at him obviously because of the whole experience with her ex yeah. And because the whole time he's been like, I, we can keep this as quiet as you want to. We can do whatever. I just want to see how things will go and where things will go with you. Uh, and we can keep it completely between us if you want to. And she basically says, yes, I would, I would like that. Thank you. And then he ends up telling the cruise director which I get it. It would have been that or him finding Nikolai in the bathroom, which could have lost her her job. Um, but yeah, and so, so they fight and they go their separate ways and it's very sad. And then the cruise is over and they aren't talking. And the boss, the Ugh. evil man, calls Henley into his office uh, like a couple weeks later, once the promotion was supposed to be decided and she goes in and this time graham is like hey james before you talk henley i'm on the phone i, I would like you to know that and she's like i appreciate it hi because james was trying to talking. trick her again yeah which is such a dick move god i hate this guy Ooh. <laughs> the glass of wine is getting to me just enough to be like i hate this so much um and so he basically says yeah, great. I looked over both of your proposals. Graham, you got the promotion. And Henley, like two hours later or something, was supposed to have a meeting with him to officially and fully present her, yeah. uh, whatever it's called, the proposal, word I can't think of. Yeah. Proposal. Um, all I could think of was proposition. I'm like, it's not wrong, <laughs> no. but it's also not right. <laughs> um, and so she's like, oh my gosh, like I was supposed to be able to present this. What is happening? And he says something along the lines of you were going to, but then I read it and it was so ridiculous or so dumb that I don't need to be presented it. Graham got the job. And Graham, to his credit, on the phone tries to be like, that is bullshit. If you have read her proposal, you know how good it is. Like, I only know about it, and I know how good it is. And so she congratulates Graham, and she walks out. And this is a scene that I loved so much. 
all of her work girlfriends uh, follow her into the bathroom and basically, like, lock everyone else out. And they're like, girl, spill. What happened? And she tells them. And they are like, okay, how are you feeling? Are, are you sad? Are you upset? And she goes, you know, I think I'm okay. I am happy for Graham more so than I would have expected. He really wanted this job and I'm happy for him. I'm not as sad as I expected, but I'm really angry. And so they come up with this plan for her to, in two days or something, uh, present it directly to the CEO and say, if James isn't going to give me a fighting chance with this, I'm going to take it above him, which I loved. Again, would not have had the balls to do that. No. And so they go that night and are at her apartment and uh, Walsh is there helping as well. And all of these super cool women and like one of the women's wives is there too, who is They're a talking lawyer. about my favorite scene. What am I coming into my favorite part? Yeah. Is it the girls or is it the, the grand part? It's both. Both. <laughs> it's combined. Um, it's so good. So basically, they're all working on the proposal. And they're working on the proposal. They're kicking her. butt on it. Yeah. Um, kicking ass and, and taking names. Barbara, who is the so Dick's secretary, um, she's so on board. And she also, at this point, has she found out the metadata stuff? Mm-mm. Not yet. Okay. It's the next day. Next day. Um, but Barbara's amazing. And yeah. we'll talk more about her later. So there's this amazing group of women coming together to get this pitch together. Mm-hmm. And it comes a little bit comedic. Barbara leaves and keeps on coming back because she yeah. forgets things. Which as soon as that quote. started to happen, I was like, this is going to happen a few times. <laughs> so that when the knock on the door happens, yeah. she won't guess. So then it's Graham at the door instead of Barbara. Oh, it's so good. So he's traveled to Seattle to see her and to make everything right. But what I loved the best was that he totally, the second he's there, he's like, I thought you might need my help. He's like, but you don't, I, why would I yeah. have thought that? You have That's, this all I wrote that sorted down out. Like, that was he my moment. He brings her postcard that she had written on this little island uh, with the post barrel, which, first of all, so sweet. He apparently went back and was like, I need to find this, which love. Um, But yeah, he says something along the lines of, I was going to deliver this later, but this seemed like the perfect time to do it. And he, at this point, has offered to turn down the promotion and she has said no and that she doesn't want it anymore. And he says, wow, you know, I'm going to be fully honest. I thought that I, knocking on the door, I was going to show up and kind of be the the knight in shining armor. And I was going to rescue you and save the day and whatever. And he goes, literally, why would I have thought that? Like, of course you have it handled. Of course you are already working on it. And she goes, yeah, no, I am. But you're welcome to come in. (laughs) Have some pizza. (laughs) Oh, it was so Uh, good. And then just like... Tiny little backstory. Previous to this, she did find out that Graham is super qualified for this job. And and that that he wants it so badly. He wants it so badly. He has the skills. It's not just him 
being part of the bro culture. This is his passion. Yeah. And she also found and out. And it will help him move to Seattle because they're going to exactly. relocate him. And she also found out that it wasn't her passion either. That her passion was the eco side. It was the CSR. So mm-hmm. it all came together so well. It was like neither of them are giving up to get their ultimate ending. Yeah. And I have to say, again, kind of where it's like, it's a happy ending that seems like it could happen in real life. I fully expected uh, once before the scene in the bathroom, once he gets the promotion, but before she like comes to terms with it, I fully expected that the happy ending would be he turned it down because he had gotten another job. And she gets it by default. And I was a little worried that that was going to be the happy ending. And I was so glad that it wasn't. Instead, so, she gets so much better. Oh my gosh. So let's get into that. Okay. So again, this meeting with the CEO is two days from the big promotion meeting. So the next day... She and Graham both take a personal day, spend some of it in bed, uh, but then they're, like, gonna be getting her promotion all ready and getting this uh, big presentation ready for the CEO. And Barbara, we stan, the badass that she is, calls and is like, girl, you need to get down here right now. I found some information, and it turns out that James has a meeting today at one o'clock with the board of executives and he's going to present this idea as his. And he's been doing this with your ideas for two years. And she has proof. Which, Data. Yeah, she got those receipts and I love that. Um, and so... She looks at Graham and she tells him and she looks at her sister who just came in the door and they tell her and she's like, I have to go. And they're both like, we have to go. And they, the three of them are like rushing to this office. They're helping her get ready. Her heel breaks running up the stairs. Oh my gosh, yes. And uh, Walsh like throws her black slip on tennis shoes at her and she's like, <laughs> run, I'll go. And she's like, I was picturing her running up the rest of the stairs with barefoot with the broken heels in her hands which was so funny uh but she makes it she gets there 15 minutes before this jerks meeting starts and she gets in to talk to the ceo and presents this idea and he's like oh my gosh are you reading my mind because i've been wanting to do something like this for years and she goes why no i'm not i'm just very smart and accomplished and good at what i do and She brings in her team because she's going to, he asks if this was her idea and she's going to give credit Credit. to them and all of the work that they did, which just shows how much better of a person she is than James, the dick boss. And it's amazing. And he's like, oh my gosh, you were giving credit and you came up with this amazing idea and you did so well leading the team and blah, blah, blah. Why didn't you take this to James? Like, this seems like something that you should have taken to him. And she goes, yeah, about that. I did. This was my proposal for the promotion that I didn't get. And he goes, I'm sorry. That does not make sense. 
Because when I talked to James, he said that your proposal was so bad it wasn't even worth talking about. And this is really good. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, about that meeting that you have with him in 20 minutes, um, it's because he is going to present you this exact same thing, but minus all of the extra work that I did in the past 24 hours. And Barbara is there and able to show him all of the proof. And it turns out James had been doing it to another female employee yeah. before Henley got there, which just made it so much worse, too, that it's like a recurring thing. Um, and he believes her and is like, I know exactly how to handle this. And cut he's great. to... Oh, he's so good. Oh, and he lets him... He lets James present it all first. Yes. And then Which tear was so him apart. I was worried that he was going to, <laughs> as soon as he walked in, be like, you're a fool and here's why. But he doesn't. It's so much better. So much better. Yeah. So James That's comes so in good. with his smug face and does the entire presentation, getting some of the numbers wrong <laughs> and making it just about the money, not at all about how this could be such a good future for the company and how it would be doing so many good things for these places that they travel. And James, or, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, the CEO sits back and he's like, wow, you know, this is a really good, really uh, well-researched idea. How did you come up with it? And James is like, uh, I don't know. It was not in my brain and then suddenly it was in my brain <laughs> and he lets him keep going for a yeah. few minutes just like asking questions and letting him basically dig his own grave he gave him the chance to say you know what one of my team members came to me and pitched this fantastic idea yeah he gave him the opportunity to redeem himself and he did not and he because did he's not. an asshole the worst uh, <laughs> and so finally the CEO is like, hey, so fun fact, I'm going to stop you right there. I know for a fact and have proof that this is not your idea. It's Henley's idea and that you've been stealing her ideas and ideas from other uh, m like female members of your team that are working under you the entire time you've had this job. And so he says you are fired effective immediately if you go upstairs and pack your stuff right now, you can say that you resigned and you can get your severance package. But if we have to bring security in, you don't get any of that. And I was sitting back and I was like, yes, security, yes, security. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was really hoping they would call security. They didn't. I was, I was really hoping though. I was hoping too. Uh, no, I, it was such a good moment. It was. It was just so satisfying. So satisfying. Because <sighs> those situations sadly happen in real life all the time. And they don't always have happy endings for the nope. people whose ideas are being used. And it was just, it was so nice to watch it have a nice ending for Henley. I loved it. And then her, what I also really love, so she gets her opportunity to be part of the C-suite in operations, which is mm -hmm. what her true passion is. But what yeah. I really love. Because he brings her into the meeting with the executive yeah. board 
and is like, okay, present the rest of your idea, please, because the way he did it was bad. <laughs> and it turns out she looks at the clock when she's done, and it's been like a two, two and a half hour meeting that she's been in here talking. And everyone's like, so she obviously is not being utilized to her yeah. full potential. We need to give her a promotion. What what do we promote her to? And they're like, well, we could give her this promotion she just applied for. And she you can tell she's gonna be like, no, like don't don't want that yeah. one. And this person on the board that she really looks up to is the like, only woman on the board. Yes. Mm, who is well, also so cool. So cool. Um is like, well, James had picked Graham uh for this promotion, and I actually really like him for it. And Henley's like, yes, you sure do. So do I. He's a good one. And then they're like, well, as well, of we, just a moment we do ago. We have an opening. <laughs> we have an opening on the uh, board of executives. And she's like, what? <laughs> what and, I loved yeah. so much about that, though, is that she got a trial role on it. They didn't just give mm -hmm. her a C-suite role. Like, here you go. Awesome presentation. Now you're part of the C-suite. But mm -hmm. it was like, this is. Like, six months, like, you have to prove yourself. Like, you still have to, like, work for it. I want to say it was 18 months or something. Or 18 so months, like, yeah. A year I, and a half. Yeah, but it was that this is, we're going to move you here, but this is still a trial. You have to prove that you can do you it. You have to prove that you can do it, yeah. which just felt more real than, yay, here's your, you got the guy. The happy got, ever like, after, yeah. The happy ever after. It's like the happy ever after, but with reality. Yeah, exactly. And also and, what she would want. She wouldn't want a yeah. job just handed to her. And that's the thing. She doesn't accept this, her dream job, on the spot. She makes a meeting with the CEO the following Monday to talk about specifics. And she is like, I will accept or decline the job at that point. Yeah. And she and tells she this to Walsh and Graham. And they're like, they're like what? You, you said what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> And she talks to the awesome woman on the board whose name I'm forgetting. And I feel horrible I because she was so kick-ass. So yeah, she's so oh, good. She's such a satisfying ending. Yeah. And then she she's won't... like, we need another woman on the board. Yeah. And if you come and meet with me before you meet with him, I will I'll give you, you all of the tips and tricks and the inside scoop. And so she good. won't go without her crew. But uh -huh. again, that's another way of reality. She's like, I know I can't get my amazing friend in finance because that's her role. But I want yeah. someone just she as She can't good. be spared there. But yeah. I want someone as passionate as her. As passionate. And yeah. Barbara. And Barbara. Because you find out when you're talking to Barbara. Um, I don't remember if it's right like before the uh, scene in the bathroom where they're all rallying around her. Or if it's when they're like, let's go to your place tonight. And Barbara's like, I'm in. But at some point, Henley is like, Barbara, why why are you doing this for me? And in her head, like her inner monologue, she's like, Barbara and I are friendly, but we have never necessarily been friends. Like we don't hang out outside of work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Barbara says something about you remind me of how I had expected to be and always wanted to be before marriage and kids and ending up as a secretary and all of this. And she 
basically says, like, because uh, Henley says, why don't you go back to school? And she says, well, I'm happy with my life where I am for right now. But you do not have to be. And you can still, like, break the glass ceilings and do all of the things that you want to do. And it's so good. So good. And Barbara is doing that. Like, it, it, she would not have had that meeting with the CEO without Barbara. And yeah. Barbara's connection. She makes all of the meetings, yeah. And she uh, is one of the ones that is able to get in touch with IT. And she's just, like, she has all of those, like, tracks to all the important people. It's so good. Love her. So we were obviously very much on the same page about this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we both hated it, from what I can tell. Uh, Awful. It's the worst. Don't read it. Please read it. It's so good. I, so good. Uh, I'm, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And it needs to be a movie. So badly. And I really need that. Uh, I keep wanting to say Henley. I really need that Walsh book. Yeah. Um, I need about five Hallmark movies about the post barrel. Thanks. They don't even have to all be sequels or like a part of the same series, but Hallmark, if you're listening, whatever, uh, we need we need this as a setting, please. It'd be perfect. Um, just so good. Do you have? So did you good. have any other thoughts that we didn't get to? I think we captured most of them for me. This just yeah. this book just made my heart happy. It brought a smile to my face it took me out of the real world right now but also had reality which is kind of a weird thing to say but it just all yeah I'll it was end a with better it. reality it brought a smile to my face and made me happy and I have no nitpicky things to say about it it just is a darn good read and yeah. you should read it people absolutely I agree I don't have anything that I would say where it's like I really loved this book I only wish there was more of this or I only wish maybe this was a shorter portion or this was gone deeper into I don't have any of that this book was so good and so much fun and yeah everyone everyone should read it it's going to lift your mood up mm-hmm. and it's going to make you smile. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you think, which is a good thing in this, in the context of this book, because you have that amazing yeah. resolution at the end. Yeah. You will learn things from it and learn you will so get to hang out nature. with some badass ladies yeah. while you read it. And it's just, oh, 10 out of 10. And I'm confident that the way Walsh's story was left was done on purpose because there will be a Walsh book. I'm feeling pretty good about it, but I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone message the author. Tell her we need it. Oh, gosh. It was so good. This was such a good pick. Um, This was one that was on my list anyway, but with my reading schedule lately, who knows when I would have gotten to it. So thank you. I'll say I owe thank you a you debt to, of gratitude. <laughs> I'll say thank you to Leslie Showbiz Reads. She was the oh, one the who um, told me I needed to read it. So I did. Um, so thank you, Leslie, for putting this on my plate. And then for us to get to read it together. It's such a fun one to read with somebody, too. It was. I feel like it just 
it's so much better for getting to talk about it. You know, I feel like reviews, you're talking about it, but you're talking to yourself. Getting to have a two-sided conversation, especially talking to a girlfriend about one like this where the group of girls was such a big and important part of the book. I just... Totally. So good. Yeah, so much girl power. Yes. Women are the best. Like, support each other. Be kind to each other. Magical things happen. Boost each other up. Stick together. Yeah. Especially in the workplace. That I feel like that's another strong message from the book. I do have something else to say. (laughs) Of course. No, it's that they they succeeded by helping each other, not by Mm -hmm. pushing each other down, and and not by competing in competition of each other. Yeah, they succeeded and they grew and they progressed by helping each other, which is, I think, a reminder everyone needs. Yeah. Um, And as a boss. I mean, from birth, women are put in competition with each other, whether they want to be or not. And it's, you know, it sucks. And it is to a certain extent for men competing with each other as well. But I think it just societally is so much stronger towards women. Yeah. And it's so hard to try and break out of that. I'm still guilty of it. I'm trying really hard, but it's just so ingrained. But yeah, yeah if you can just like be good to each other instead of being in competition and trying to one up each other, it's so much better. You get so much more out of life. Totally. Well, we need to schedule when we are going to... Uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, <laughs> live stream drunk watch Mamma Mia because I want this very badly. Uh, I'm in lockdown for a minimum of two more weeks, probably forever. I feel like the meme in Titanic, it's been 84 years. <laughs> um, I quote that to my husband all out of context all the time. I'm like, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> So I have lots of time to mamma mia it up. It's going to happen. Excellent. Next couple weeks, we will. it will be all over the stories. We're going to yeah. Instagram live. It's going to be amazing. Um, in the meantime. I may even theme dress. I do oh my gosh, theme. yes. I will wear my overalls. And I, I kind of have my Donna hair going on today, actually. It's a little, Love it's a little it. wild. Uh, I had it in braids yesterday. <laughs> I used to do that all the time when it was longer. And it looked so much less like Tarzan when it was longer. <laughs> no, I love your crazy. hair. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we will absolutely. Now I'll just have to choose if I'm going to like go overalls and go uh, Donna-esque or if I'm going to go like Sophie. I think I might mm. do Sophie. Mm, okay. Okay. I do have shorter alls though. I don't have overalls, but mm. I have shorter alls. Oh my God. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you want to just pick a day? Because I really yes. want to do this. I uh, 100%. I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> okay. No questions asked. Do you so want to do like a weekend or do you want to do... A weekend. I want a weekend. I want a weekend wine consumption for this to do it properly. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. I have multiple uh, <laughs> book club discussions. I want to say next weekend uh, on Saturday. So... Do you want to do like Sunday or we could do the following weekend on Saturday? Let's do the following weekend Saturday. Deal. We'll drop that date in the notes. Put my, put my wine down. 
that is like the eighth or something oh my gosh do things my computer's (laughs) not about it it is the sixth okay well not the eighth (laughs) the sixth done all right everyone the sixth we are on instagram and we will get real tipsy we there will probably be singing along i can Uh, guarantee it (laughs) probably some dancing oh it's gonna be so embarrassing and i'm gonna love it (laughs) i'm really excited (laughs) it's gonna be in the show notes y'all better be there because i'm very excited and if we're just doing it for us and like i'm still okay with that It'll be fine. <laughs> my mom will watch along and, she, and she'll like dance with us probably. Oh my gosh. I love, love it. it. In the meantime, do you want to tell people where they can follow you? Absolutely. So I am Ariana.reads on Instagram. The spelling will be in the show notes. It's not like Ariana Grande. I came before her. <laughs> uh, and I would love to chat about Shipped and any other books with all of you. And thank you for listening. And join her book club. That's going to be in the yes. Uh, show I didn't notes talk about well. anything Canadian today. That's so weird. So weird. Um, That's cool. We hit it pretty hard last week. We did. So. But this fantastic scrunchie. I'm just going to do one so shout cool. out. Is from Antler and Acre, a female-owned small business based out of BC in Canada, and they're my absolute favorite scrunchies. I and love it. I always they're need a fantastic. Good such good quality check them out i will and like she said as always her information is going to be down in the show notes give her a follow talk books she's lovely uh follow her to get ready for mamma mia i guess <laughs> any musical message me about any musical oh my gosh yes <laughs> hard same i will rant about musical theater for hours <laughs> Uh, and as for the podcast itself, as always, you can email me at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any uh, questions, collaboration requests, if you've read any of the upcoming books and you have discussion points you'd like included, please send me an email. Let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. I would love for you guys to be a part of the discussions with my guests and I. Uh, As for me specifically, separately from the pod, you can find my blog that houses all of my reviews, tours, all that jazz at tacklingtbr.home.blog and on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR. And for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod. And you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching for the same page podcast. And as always, last thing I'm going to say, if you guys are listening to the episodes and like what you hear, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you decided to go into Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you're listening and subscribe, leaving a positive rating and even leaving your thoughts in a review, it would mean the world. Uh, It only takes a minute or two, but it really helps small shows get introduced to more bookish folks. And with that, I will be back next week with a new guest. So I'm very excited. But Ariana, thank you so much. This was so much fun. So much fun. I can't wait to hear what's going to happen next week. You have oh, a- Me too. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a blast. And thank you so much for having me and for putting this oh, out there. Anytime. And- oh, I will. <laughs> 
send me uh, your next big, exciting Canadian read. And I'll, I'll grab it and we'll talk about it. Love it. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.